0: The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environments. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the Reinvent You podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Today, I wanted to have a conversation around the high achieving woman. That's what I wanted to talk about, because oftentimes when people say high achieving woman, it can solely be attached and centered around someone else's career, such as maybe how high they've climbed up the corporate ladder or even their socioeconomic status. Now, even though that may have some form of an impact, I read an article on psychology today, and when we talk about the word high achieving, this is more psychological than anything else. It's more about the roles that the woman plays in her life and the desires to excel in every role that she plays. And for the high achieving woman, they normally wear multiple hats, whether that be maybe they're CEO of a company or maybe they have their own business, maybe they're the mom, the wife, the friend, the daughter, the volunteer, you know, and and with all these type of hats that they wear, their goal is to wear each of those hats very well, which results in the struggle of doing it all. Because for the high achieving woman, there's a high expectation that they have for themselves, that they feel the need to display, not to mention that, when that expectation is shown consistently, others have it for them too, which only heightens the belief that they must maintain this image at all times and at all costs. So what typically ends up happening when you maintain this type of image of doing it all and being all things, the badge of being busy is seen as needed, important, and valued. The need for it to be done right creates unrealistic high standards and makes it difficult to trust and delegate. And then the oxygen mask bypasses you because of your constant sacrifice on being so generous of your time that making everything and everyone else the priority turns into you making yourself optional. And over time, what happens is that her wellness gets put on the back burner. In other words, her self-care starts to get neglected. And I'm not referring to this consumer self-care we be talking about, right? I'm not talking about the feet, nails, and hair, and the vacationing, and the bubble baths, and the retail therapy. Which now don't get me wrong. Those things are not bad. However, what I find is that many have used these as escaping mechanisms of what they truly need to face. And that is something that comes from within because here's the truth about self-care, right? Self-care can be very unbeautiful. Um, Taking off the mask and getting deep, and very authentic about yourself and your life takes extreme courage to do, especially when the foundation of your strength has always been the opposite. And what I wanted to do today, I wanted to bring on a previous client whom I've had the pleasure of working with. She was a part of my 12-week Thrive program earlier this year, January to be exact. And we actually had a conversation around Thanksgiving And I asked her to come on a podcast and share her journey and what this year has been like for her. And so, my guest today is Miss Keila Smith, but I call her K. I don't call her Keila, that's a government name, but I call her K. And K is an entrepreneur and an educator based in Dallas, Texas. She is the founder and owner of Capture Code Photo Booth, which is a modern photo booth company that specializes in in person and online events and she believes that true learning, engagement and growth happens when you do your inner self work and are giving opportunities to unlock your full potential, have supportive relationships and are provided with effective strategies to help navigate your social your social emotional development to reach your full potential. I like that. So without further ado, I thank you, Kay. I appreciate you being here. I, I really do. Thank you so much for being a guest on this week's podcast episode. Yeah, you are so welcome. Thank you for having me here today. Kay and I, uh, we started working together in January and um, Kay was a part of my 12-week program and it's been close to a year Um, and since we met and we worked together. and And how has this year been for you?
1: It has been... I can't believe it's been a year. it's gone by so fast, right? twelve months, I mean, in a couple of weeks, yeah, it'll be a full year, so it's been a journey, it's been exciting um and things that have happened along you know this journey during the year that I never would have imagined um and then you know, thinking back to the intentions I said at the beginning of the year, seeing those like it happened, so it's it's. It's been amazing.
0: Right. It has been. And I know you started your year off like that. And so I want to kind of go back to that. Let's kind of go back to that because I know there are women who are very high performing women um, who have challenges of being it all and doing it all. What do you feel like, what seemed to be some of your challenges at that particular time?
1: Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, I was, I was in a broken state and I didn't even know I was functioning in a broken state. Um, a lot of things were showing up outside, you know, externally that I didn't, I didn't realize until it was too late. Um, one of those things being a relationship that had ended the year before, um, and I was just all over the place. My health was also not right. Um, was gaining a lot of weight, hair loss, um, and I just, I didn't, I wasn't slowing down enough to see those things and other right. pointing things out. And I just, I wasn't seeing it because I was, you know, I had so many hats, my sleep as well. I had insomnia easily was staying up for 24 hours. Uh, wow. And then also my emotions were all over the place. It was either I was crying or it was the extreme anger. There was no in between and mm. I remember I had gone to a doctor's appointment early, um, earlier at the, uh, at the beginning of the year and I just lost it. And, you know, so those external things that I really was not paying attention to really led me to the point of, okay, I, I need some help in navigating all of this and seeing what's going on, especially in terms of relationships and how I was showing up
0: in life. Mm. Wow. Now, let me ask you a question when it came to the area of relationships, because I know you mentioned that, um, what did you find to be the challenge when connecting with someone? Where did you feel like were some of your struggles?
1: Right. So one being the red flags that I was continually missing. The last relationship that really brought me to this point, I had this dark night moment. <laughs> I'm like, how am I allowing this to happen at this age? You know, I was going to be 40 the upcoming year. So those same patterns that I was repeating and I'm like, you know, I'm too old to be doing this. Why, how did I miss these red flags? Also showing up and becoming another person to cater to, you know, the man so I could have and be in a relationship, you know, becoming a completely different person, not setting boundaries, not speaking up for myself. Those were these things that I was beginning to see. And I will say that I was in a relationship before and going back to that external, like, you know, someone seeing something externally, but me not seeing it, but I was in a relationship before and he had said one evening, he said, I wish I could be like you. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he said, you know, when you go out in the world, it's like, you just, you have this, you're so strong, but behind Mm. closed doors, you're this broken person
0: wow. He he said those exact words.
1: He said those exact words. Wow. He said those exact words. And I recently remembered that, but even at the time he said it, I couldn't, I didn't even fully accept that. Right. I was just like, well, that's how you have to be. Like, you can't, I can't show everyone, you know, how untogether I am. Like I just, I got to show up. That's how I really thought that's how it was supposed to be. So now that life has happened and I'm, and I've done, and I'm doing the work, I've, you know, just going back to that moment of, wow, like someone I was in a relationship with picked up on that and I wasn't even able to see it. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of things there that um, it just, they, it, those layers had to be uncovered and dealt with. Um, And so I say that to say, that's also how I was showing up to relationships, just broken as well, you know, Um, and not knowing that a lot of those hats I was wearing and the stress from those roles I was bringing into relationships.
0: Right. That's powerful, too, because just going into, you know, you're an educator, but Kay was a principal. Right. And so number one, I'm sure there was a lot of stress with the job, but then in the position of leadership as well in your role, and then going into that relationship romantically, did you find yourself leading kind of the same way, or did you feel like you were you had to be loved by who you are or what you do? Does that make sense? Like, did you feel like, okay, in order to be loved, I have to perform a transaction? Yes, that makes sense.
1: Um, I will say that those relationships, Relationships functioned in my role as a principal.
0: Right. And okay.
1: I say that now because those things were said to me during the relationship, you know, like calm down, it can go a different way it's okay. I've got that, you know, from the other person and me, even in those moments, not recognizing that saying, well, no, I'm just trying to help out or, you know, I'm just trying to, so I was showing up in that role. And then on the, you know, the other part of that too, in my role as a principal, a lot of that is listening. A lot of that is helping, you know, students, parents, staff is serving. I would show up as well with that. And, um, and a lot of times too, I don't want to say playing down, but taking a back seat to my feelings, right? Mm, okay, okay, I need to help this person, I need to listen to them. No, I shouldn't speak right now. Um, you know, I need to give them an opportunity to, to grow and change, and then we can come back and revisit. So yeah, I was showing up as you know, a principal as an educator in those relationships. And I'll even say
0: an unhealthy aspect. Mm. No, that's no, that's good. Um, A lot of the time that tends to happen, knowing how to navigate through these different roles in a way that sets it up for success. Mm -hmm. No, I I, I actually think that's really good. Um, Did you ever feel extreme pressure on looking and appearing to have it all together? When we met, you did have a high position um, and there's this attitude to like keep pushing forward and this mindset of not being vulnerable because it exemplifies weakness. Um, Do you feel like that's what you had to do and that was the expectation of yourself or even maybe what people put on you unknowingly?
1: 100% and that's actually what got me to a large part of what got me to where I was with my health Mm. Um, and those layers that I began to unpack. Um, i I'm, I'm an educator it's who I am but I will say along my education journey that um, especially when I went into administration I loved the classroom right and you know at the time I wanted to make more money um, and where the district I was at the the opportunity to make more money that meant leaving the classroom and going into administration um, and so I did that really not not ready to go into administration but wanting to make more money so it was just a this is you know a natural progression want you know if you wanted to get more pay but within that within that title change there there was a lot within that when I started listening to my body really recognizing and seeing things in my life I saw that my job was playing a large factor into that mm. um, But the hard part at that time was, well, if I leave this, what is my family going to say? Like, (laughs) you're leaving a, you're leaving a, you know, a principal job. You know, I went to a very great university in Dallas, a private university, you know, and I remember I had said something to a family member and they're like, you you just paid all that money. You know, you've got to pay, you know, you just went to this university and paid all this money to get your master's degree. How are you going to leave teaching now? How are you going to leave this position? Those were voices, (laughs) you know, playing into it. And then also me being really attached to the title, you know, And people going to say, you know, Mm. you're a principal and you left that. And I didn't know what I didn't know what life was after that. I didn't know what life was outside of a school building, outside of being a principal, so, I didn't know how to answer that. I wasn't ready to answer that from people. You have a principle to, to, yeah. You know, yeah. So, even <laughs> yeah. within that, I began to see like, wow, there mm-hmm. are family things that are playing into this. There are cultural things that are playing into this. You know, mindsets with myself that are playing into me staying at this position, this job that really has run its course right
0: now. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep because, um, you know, just kind of, you know, just giving you all a little history. So Kay is no longer a principal. Okay. So after the program, you know, Kay respectfully, um, walked away from that particular position. And let me ask you this when it, cause I know when we were in the program and we worked together do, do you feel like that inner work that was done helped you came up to that decision to say it's time to walk?
1: Yes. Yes. And I mean, it, it had to because my word for the year, my word for the year was alignment.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. that.
1: I, I put it out there not knowing, as I had said before, not knowing, OK, I'm going to put this out there not knowing what's ahead, but the word for the year was alignment. Absolutely. so It was all of these things happening within that starting point that, okay, you've put it out here now. So now let's get ready to do this, aligning myself with where I'm supposed to be at, where I'm supposed to be at now.
0: Wow. I love that. Of course, we worked together those 12 weeks, One of the questions I'm curious is on is um, what do you feel like impacted you the most during during that time? Mm -hmm.
1: All of the weeks. (laughs) The biggest I want to say this, the biggest, because I, I do talk to it about a lot of people that come to me and they look at me now or they meet up with me and they're like, you're a completely different person.
0: Um, Oh, you got that. Oh, everybody noticing that glow. (laughs)
1: Right. right. Like, what did you do? How did you? um, So one of the things I do speak on that I feel was most powerful was when we had to track, um, monitor, track our emotions. Mm -hmm. Go Deeper with that, with looking at the behaviors, the actions behind that. Um, That was a game changer for me that I continue to, it's just a part of me now. Right. That's, yeah. And I was functioning in a place of just not slowing down in life, just not mm-hmm. just doing, saying what I wanted to say, doing what I wanted to, do and not slowing down to recognize there's this you you're thinking this because of there's a there's a pattern behind that you mm-hmm. know becoming aware of all of those. So that was probably the top one for me.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, regulating those emotions. I think when you're in that cycle of doing it all and being all things. You're not paying attention to what's going on internally you're not you're you're not as conscious of what's going on with yourself what's going around you, your environment, your job, just even your relationships that you find yourself entertaining so <laughs> i <laughs> I love that so let's talk leadership um because i of course i define most, I define all the women that I work with as leaders, um, whether that be inside the home or outside of the home. Do you feel like, did you ever feel disconnected from who you were um, in your leadership roles?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I was showing up as the person on paper, the job description (laughs) right, and making sure that I met all of those things. But then there was another part of me that wanted to show up, um, that wanted to be vulnerable, respectfully, that wanted to connect more, that it's, it's who I am. Uh, And that wasn't, you know, so it, it really was, I was showing up as this person, you know, going back to, you know, the ex-boyfriend, I'm showing up as this person outside of my home and these leadership roles and, you know, behind closed doors, different and people commented on that. I would get the comment, like, you know, when meeting people outside of work, like, oh my gosh, you're so funny. You know and I'm like? Yeah, that's who I am, you know? Right. But it wasn't, that wasn't how I was showing up.
0: Mm, right. So you felt the need to maybe wear a mask, you would yeah. say, not yeah. really um, display the authentic part of yourself.
1: Right. Like, well, I truly am, you know? And yeah, bringing that, bringing that to my roles. And I'm not, and I will say some of that was there but there were, there, there were still those voices. If you show up as you 100%, you know, are they want to, are they going to want to keep you? Will you be liked? Will you, you know, will the school run effectively, you know? So yeah.
0: So why did you feel like it was important for you to dive deeper, to get more vulnerable with yourself as a leader? Because I know you, you, you did feel disconnected, but why did you feel the need to dive deeper? What was that? Um, what was the aha moment for you in the position that you played? The
1: aha moment for me that I knew it was time to go, time to go deeper was a conversation I had with myself. And that conversation was, it can't just be like, life can't just be this. Right. I'm just getting up. I'm going to work. I'm killing it at work. Literally figurative, Like I'm, I'm grinding hard. You know, I'm giving my all to everyone else but me. I'm coming home exhausted. No time for me. You know, when I do get home, I can't even turn it off because I'm still revved up from the day. So I'm staying up till three, four at night. This, This can't be it. There has to be more than life to this. You know, I was not put on this earth this is not it. And I was just feeling it in so many ways, you know, especially in my body. And it really, it just, it got to that point. I'm like this, there has to be more, I'm more than this. There's something else. And that just started resonating in me more and more and more.
0: Mm. And it's something you said quite a few times and you always referenced your body. Yes. And as I tell people, the body never lies, right? You can show up and pretend to be flawless, but your body will always tell you how you really feel. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit because one of the things that we talk about in the program and the importance of tracking your emotions is to understand what it's doing to your body, right? Because sometimes we can find ourselves grabbing something just to grab it real quick to eat it or find ourselves even not eating at all, maybe experiencing things. Like you said, you had hair loss. Insomnia. So let's kind of get back to getting your body back on track. Um, Again, like I said, self care is more than just this bubble bath thing that people like to promote. Understand that when it comes to consumer self care, that's all a marketing strategy. And I'm not saying that's something wrong with that, but that inner work is is so vital to your health and your body. Um, Let's kind of go back to that because I know you started back that you started going back to the gym. Right. I mean, you made that like a routine. Yeah. I mean, Kay was hitting that gym, y'all. She went playing. She was like, uh-uh, I gotta, I gotta get this together. I ain't got time for this. Um, let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about that for a moment.
1: Yeah, that, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to say I was excited to, I'm headed back to the gym, but I knew for me that I enjoy, I enjoy where I'm at in my, in, in my fitness. Now I enjoy being in the gym. Um, and I'm able to recognize now I'm not a class person. Like now I like to get in there. I have my plan. But it was, it was important for me to, to pull that back in, incorporate that back in with my help because it's an outlet for me, right? Um, and I, I truly enjoy it. And it has given me confidence, um, being in the gym, doing, you know, working out, doing my routine, building a community in there. And it has been a game changer with helping me with, um, my sleep. I feel rested. Um, I start my days now I was doing it and this has been a, you know, trial and error, but I was, you know, going out midday that doesn't work for me. My day tends to take off. Um, and so working out in the morning has been a game changer with really setting the tone, um, giving me the energy I need. So that I'm, I'm glad I got back on track with that.
0: Yeah, I am too. And because that's, that's part of putting the oxygen mask on you and and taking care of you. And what about exercising that muscle of no, um, let's kind of go into that because when you are that person that people depend on, when you are that person that always feels like you got to be the one to come through. Because here's the thing about being this high performing person, people depend on you, right? They do. And, and if we can also be honest, we create that too, that you can depend on me, right? Because we like to be the dependable person. Um, Part of that um, could be a place of being serving. Another part of that could just be um, feeling the need that you have to prove yourself to be loved is so many different variables to that but let's talk about that for a second because I think this is important how important did you have to learn how to start eliminating things off your plate asking for help right because I think that's could, could, that definitely can be one of our our challenges asking for help what how important was that in your life and how did you start implementing that that was
1: vital um mm-hmm the delegating the knowing knowing the help that i needed coming from that leadership being in those leadership positions i was used to doing it all um delegating was very hard for me because i had the mentality i mean you're a hard worker you get it done so yeah i always bit off more you know than than i could chew just knowing okay you you got to get it done um which played into so many other things. So the work came in with, it's okay to ask for help. Right. It's okay. It, there were moments, it literally hurt. (laughs) It literally hurt because I'm like, the voices. what are people going to think of me? They're going to think I can't, but there's no way that I could be in the place that I'm at now doing all of those things, not (laughs) saying no. Um, and even within those no's, the work with their, with that and the layers, really, I grew up in an environment and a family of, you know, women, you don't say no, you know, someone calls and they want to talk to you for two, three hours, you pick up the phone and you talk to them, you don't, you know, you're, you're, you're available for other people. So really understanding why, why is this pattern like this? Why is this drive in me like this? So understanding that and recognizing that and, and being okay, a lot of that work came back on my end with, I'm already enough. I always will be enough. If I say no, when I, I need to say no, and this, this person is still going to love me. They may be upset. <laughs> but understanding, really understanding that I'm already enough. So there's not, I don't need to not say no, because that's going to, you know, I'm going to lose a friend or... And if I do, that's okay.
0: Right. Because it lets you know where you all stood at anyway, right? Exactly. Because some people only want the benefits of you. And exactly. that's it. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: So a lot of that came back to me. I think a lot of people say, you know, well, just say no, just say, but you gotta understand where that's coming from within yourself to do that work. Absolutely. Right. Um and now where I'm at, oh, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> You know, like this weekend, you know, I have to take time out to rest and do these things that I've set for myself. So the plan is already set. I know. So if I get the phone call, if I get the invite, it is a no, because I just, I understand where I'm at now. And that's, that's where I needed to be. And honestly, people respect that. People hey, because respect. there are absolutely that, hey, don't come back to me now asking the same thing over and over and over because they know hmm. Right. Well, so, And now I f- and I will say from that, I feel confident before it was a I was on sand saying that stuff, you know, well, OK, yeah, I'll, you know, OK, yeah, I'll help you out knowing good well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah.
1: And now I'm more confident and because I know myself, you know, I'm unavailable this weekend, you know reach out or you know let me know you know i'm available on this date if you're available but i it's just i'm coming from a different place and a different foundation
0: now mm, i love that i love how you said you can you're coming from a different place and a and a different foundation and it kind of goes back into um one of the things that um we we talk about in the program is just reparenting right um connecting to Um, our younger self and getting connected to maybe some of the beliefs um, that we have been carrying um, subconsciously and unconsciously that we didn't even think that that's what we're doing and how that impacts us as adults Mm -hmm. in in our positions and in our relationships. And so um, what what was a foundation for K that she needed to rebuild when it came to the younger version of Kay? Mm. What did what does she what does she have to go back to and and reaffirm, you know, affirm something different over her because that impact how you move now.
1: Right. So many things. So many things. Um, you know, going deeper within that part, the unconscious valves. Um, one of the things one of the things is that I had to reparent mind shift money how I was showing up with money with finances um, just based on how I grew up the environment I grew up in also you know and obviously with coaching relationship with men right. and how love for me it was tra- it was transactional you know, Mm.
0: let's kind of go into, can I stop you right there? Cause I want to go back to those two things. Let's talk about money because what was the, what was the belief that you had about money that you didn't even probably realize that you were connected to?
1: Yeah. One, you pay your bills, you know, you live, you pay your bills. So outside of this, like saving. Um, having, you know, having a certain amount in your bank account, like, no, you pay your bills. <laughs> and even within that, I was scared of money in terms of if I had more, I didn't know what to do with it. Right. Cause you pay your bills. So if I had more, I didn't know how to navigate that. So you just, you go out and spend, you go out and you buy what you want with it. Um, credit cards, you know, the, you know, I heard and I always hear, but, you know, back then just, you know, if you don't have it cash wise, you know, you don't need to be putting it on a credit card, just put it on a credit card, you know, but understanding like the interest behind that, if you leave it on there, you know, not paying it off. Um, and then also going back to, there was a, there was a fear with money right? Because I really didn't understand it outside of pay, just, you know, paying your bills and living paycheck to paycheck, um, really how to make it work for you. And I remember like there were bills that, I, um, that I was behind on and I just sort of brushed them to the side. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll handle them. But going deeper with that, like that responsibility, like, no, that is your responsibility. And I wasn't taking responsibility for them. Right. Um, because of this fear around that, I didn't know all of that was there,
0: right?
1: know all of that was there.
0: And then you also mentioned about reparenting your relationship with men. That's pretty big. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit, because sometimes we don't realize the relationship we have with, with men and, and, and things of that nature. So do you be my talking about that?
1: Sure. At the beginning of the year, when I was beginning to see all of these layers, I will say that I decided to get some more help along this journey. And that is when I also decided to um, seek out a therapist just to Mm -hmm. go deeper with what was happening in coaching. And so from that, from the therapy side and the coaching side, I was able to see um, and get help with seeing that layer of showing up that way with men. And so really, you know, I didn't know that came from childhood, you know, and when the therapist jumped straight in, she's like, okay, how does your parents show you love growing up? And so, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, my parents worked a lot. So when they, you know, when, how I felt love, you know, my mom would buy me a gift. My dad would take me somewhere. So I didn't know I didn't know what that meant then to how I had been playing that out in relationships. Being, it's transactional. So if you give me something, I'm going to see that as love. I'm going to see that as love. (laughs) Right. And I'm going to give you something in return. Be it my time, be it, you know, body, be it, I mean, it, it it was transactional. You know, and so within that, also, seeing that the, the men that I, I was linking myself to were unavailable. A lot of those men were unavailable, you know, right. they weren't ever going to be able to give me truly the things that I needed for a healthy relationship because I was showing up differently, you know, as well. And that was another layer that that's when the real work began. Wow. You know, and, and making that shift, becoming aware of how I'm showing up and almost, you know, there were relationships that people I would meet and I would just feel this need to, to perform a certain way to get validation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think, again, just being that high-performing woman, always wanting to be on in a way to prove ourselves, right? This isn't to say tonight. Always give your best. But when you feel like you have to put on a performance, you probably aren't showing up in the way that will create that healthy dynamic. And I think what you said was powerful. And I remember you saying that about your relationship being transactional. And I was just like, wow, that's, you know, that's powerful for so many people believing that. The exchange of love is based on what I do and not just who I am. You see what I'm saying? Oh man, I love that. that, Becoming so
1: devastated if it didn't work out, you know, becoming so devastated if he if he,
0: you know, if he ended it, if you know, well, I performed and I did all of these great things, didn't you? Right. And right. Oh my God, it's so real because you you and you tied it to your worth and value, and then you feel like. Well, maybe I should have done more when doing more
1: isn't the next next interaction. So I've got to do, I've got to do, you know, times three, you know, exponent, you know, and then knowing a lot of those relationships, like I said, Miss Tanya, they they weren't ever gonna be. They to give me what I need for a healthy, not what I want, but what I need for a healthy relationship. Absolutely. So I was spinning wheels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I know this all too well. Um, that was one of the things that um, I had to come to a realization of. I didn't have to work this kind of hard, right? It's not that you don't show up. It's not that, that that has nothing to do with it. It was how I was showing up, feeling like if I did more. I used to always feel like my results was based upon, upon how I performed, and everything that I did, including the area of relationships, and I'm glad we had this conversation because for that high achieving woman, right? And again, this has nothing to do with just your career. It's your psychological belief on how you show up in every role. And when you go about it that way, you start to almost make yourself feel bad. You start to attach your worth to whether or not if somebody wants to be with you, right? You start to look at like, but I did everything. You know, you could have done everything. But is that the exchange? Do we want to make that transactional, right? Because I'm going to tell you what happens. You create something that you actually don't want to create for the long haul, only to be resentful in the long run, right? Because now the more you do that to certain type of people, they're going to milk that, <laughs> right? They're going to milk it so good. And then you, you're never going to get what you need. You, you feel like you can't ask for help. So you just stay quiet. It's so much to that. That's like a whole different podcast in itself, <laughs> that no seriously like just that whole thing like that it is and so I'm but I'm glad you spoke on that because I know a lot of women feel the same way only to keep doing it you know what I'm saying and and that's the thing like we needed to stop that pattern because we don't want to keep going through life and then our conversations are the same about men exactly exactly you See what I'm saying and exactly. so that that's that was something that I wanted Kate, to recognize that I'm so glad you mentioned that you went to a therapist because here's the thing. I'm not a therapist, right? I'm a coach. And so one of the things I advocate for a lot is getting both, right? Because there's something that a therapist can do and that's go deeper with certain things. And having that revelation was so important to her reparenting phase um, of herself to know that I don't have to do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and
1: I will say, and I saw this on a TV show, I, but I just want to share this. Just being honest, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, when that time came, I knew I needed someone to go deep with me. I didn't need the. How did that make you feel? You know, I'm like, no, I need somebody to get up in here because I've been doing this. Why am I still doing this? I have. I need someone to really shake things up, and so. I did consults with therapists because I'm like, this is going to be a relationship. I'm, I'm going to be pouring stuff out to them. I've got to get real. So yeah, I would encourage people like, yeah, just because you find someone online, you know, schedule a consult with them. And most of them will do that, you know, to get a vibe, see if there's a connection. And I did about 10 of them before I actually narrowed it down to two women. Um, wow. And so I had two and it really is a relationship. You know, um, because you're having to go so deep and even with things that you don't even know that's there. So being comfortable with someone, um, I think it is just key. Um, but one of those therapists had said something, speaking of what we were just talking about, and she said um early on in the beginning, because I remember I was just I kept talking about the relationships and the men, and she had just said, okay, this is gonna be the last day we're, we're gonna talk about your exes. And I was so offended. I'm like, well, that's why I came to you. I mean, that's why I'm here. And she said, that's true. That is why you're here. But she said, this, re- this is about you. And we've got we've to gotta do the work. Likewise, with the program, with your program. I was, <laughs> I was like, that sound like me. <laughs> but within that, she said, she said here's the yeah. thing. She said, Kay, it is your job as an adult, as an adult, to vet these people out, vet these men out. And she said, what's happening is that you're walking along the street, just headed your direction and you're bumping into these men, you know, and you're like, and they say anything and you're like, okay, and you go along with them. Mm-hmm. And she said, as an adult, you have to slow down, have those conversations. Do Okay, are we speaking the same language? What direction are you headed in? I'm actually not headed in that direction. Okay. You know, but she was like, you're just bumping into people on the street and they say, hi. (laughs) And you're like, okay, well, let me go your direction. And then you're hurt after the fact, knowing in the beginning, it is your job as an adult to vet these people out. That was a game changer for me because Mm -hmm. a lot of the things I was beginning to see, I was still in that child mentality. And it took the program, it took therapy to say like, you can say no. It is as you are an adult, you can tell people no, and it is healthy to do that. And it's like, whoa, no one ever told me I could do that. No one ever said, I didn't grow up in it. Like no one ever said I could do that, that that was right.
0: okay. Right. So yeah. 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 Because you know, it has a lot to do with the need to perform. Exactly. Because what, what does saying no means mentally for me, right? It's, it's more about what we have connected saying no to, Yeah. will they like me? Will they want to talk to me anymore? If I say no, they might be with, they may choose to be with somebody else. And that's the exchange. And and that could be, but if, you know, and and so I I get it and I, I understand it. Like people say, well, just say no. Yeah, but many struggle with that. And there's a reason why we struggle with it. And that's when we have to dive deeper into reframing, what no means for us. Right. So I I love that. Like we said, it's been a year. It's been close to a year because Kay started with me in January. So technically we're not just quite at a year, but I mean, let's just be real. It's been about a year. (laughs) How, what, what's been going on? Like, what are some of the things that has taken place in your life within a year?
1: Okay. So you just saying that I thought of money. (laughs) And because of where I was and didn't even know all of that was happening, um, one of the things that has happened this year, I've paid off all my credit card debt. It's paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, getting a little emotional there.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. Congratulations.
1: It is. So um, debt-wise, cleared on that Um, job. You know, with going back to my word for the year, alignment, and leaving a position um, that I did my time in that role and going on to starting my business and working on that full time, doing that full time has been amazing. Um, Relationships have changed, especially my relationship with my parents. 100, like with my parents, how I'm showing up in the world outside of my home and inside of my home. Um, and it's not a, you know, when I step out, I'm in this different person. And when I'm back I'm this different person, like it's me, um, becoming more confident in who I am and, and who, and who I am. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know a lot of things about me, <laughs> Right? you know, um, And then also within, you know, this year, just discovering things that, that I want to do and I like doing, you know, the newest thing, um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to get into roller skating. Like I really want to roller skate and (laughs) and like, you know, video record, like do some videos and do choreography. And I didn't know that was there, but just having, you know, just discovering me, you know, and enjoying where I'm at in life and not putting any pressure on myself. Um, And then also, you know, speaking to other people, there are so many educators, there's so many women in leadership that I run into now that I I see that see me and they're like, what happened? Wait, what? What happened? You know, you left the school building? Like what? There's a life outside. And I'm like, you it's you can do something else, and that is okay. It's okay to do something else. It's okay, you know. And so having these conversations, it's been—I can't believe it's just
0: been a year. I know. Um, neither can neither can I. It's it's been an amazing year. Um, I know you said something that I—you I, said your relationship with your parents have gotten better. I think that right there alone is such a game changer for many of my clients, yeah. um, is reconnecting with their parents in a different way. And I'm very glad that you, you were able to do that.
1: Thank you. That's Thank
0: good. I love that. That was actually like my whole face lit when you said that. Cause I, I, I love that you all have a, an even better relationship. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I know I don't want to, I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but what is it that you would like to say, um, to that woman right now who wears multiple hats in life is always perceived to be the go-to person, um, and doesn't know how to stop. Right. Cause is is I don't, let me tell you something. It's not that she don't know. It's like it's it's not that she don't know, because these are these are different types of women. They know, but facing it and admitting it and doing something about it can be the challenge, because then that means that if I show up saying that, then people are going to think I don't have it all together and I can't let people see me like that. Mm -hmm. I need to always be on. What do you tell that woman? There's so much in that.
1: Um, You know, I will I will start at you were put here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're here for a reason and you have a purpose. And within that, you have to start living life differently and showing up differently to bring that out, um, bring your best self out. Um, A lot of us are running ourselves into the ground and we know it because we're tired every day, you know, we're tired, but you're here for a reason, right? And it is time to really get to a place of healing so that you can truly be whole and full and healthy in all aspects of your life. Coaching plays a large part into that. Um, Building a community as well, being in a community that is supportive, that is there to help you. It's just, it's time. It's time. And I don't, I don't, I don't think these conversations are happening enough because so many of us have just, no one has ever said, you know, like you, You got to slow down because if not in X amount of years, the cancer is going to show up. The whatever is going to show up, you know, you're running yourself into the ground and it's not worth it. What for, you know, and also the other piece in that, you know, are you living, truly living the life you want to live? Are you truly, and I'm not talking about the titles and the money and are you truly, truly living the life you want to live. If you can say no, if you hesitate, it's really time to stop and it's time to stop and do the work and see who can help me to getting there.
0: Right. (laughs) Because I'm going to be honest, it is a humbling experience um, when you are always in the position or when you're always positioned to help other people you asking for help is like, the, it, like. who am I to ask for help? Like I, I know, like I'm telling you, you, you have to, it is a very humbling experience. And I'm glad that, um, I'm, I'm so glad that you were a part of my program. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed um, working with you. It was a pleasure the entire time. Um, one of the things that I truly admired about Kay is her willingness to do the work. Um, and that was something that was unexcusable to, to like you cannot, you you can't do my program without doing the work. Yeah. There's, there's just no way. Um, you won't perform well and you won't see the results. However, Kay did the work every week. Like she did the work, like it was amazing how she did the work and things were just just happening. And I think what also was so amazing is that everyone in that cohort was feeding off each other. Mm. Right. So it was a it was a domino effect of change. And um And it's women like you that inspires me to continue to keep doing what God has called me to do. I mean, because healing is one of the most challenging things to do. It takes a lot of courage to show up and be like, I need help. Um, and taking that mask off to do the work. I I love it. And I've enjoyed you. And so much has happened just in a year. I'm going to be so amazed to see what happens in the upcoming year, um, me too. I'm just excited. And um, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your journey. Thank you. That means that means a lot to me. Okay. So I am very, very proud of you, Kay.
1: Thank you so much, Ms. Tani. <laughs> it was an amazing experience. And I'm glad that our paths cross on the internet.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you. And Absolutely. Thank you for you're doing with helping, you know, especially women in leadership roles to just develop in who we are to show up authentically in this world and be the best, be the best.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm definitely not going to take up more of your time because I know I took a lot of that, but um, thank you again, Kay. I appreciate you being a guest and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay. I truly enjoyed Kay coming on today and just being vulnerable and sharing things that was once difficult, to share, I mean, better yet, even own, you know, because sometimes when you, a lot of the times when you are that, that high performer, that high achiever, the expectations are so high and, and showing up and appearing to have it all together just seems to become the norm. And if you know that this resonated with you, I challenge you to, to go deeper with yourself, get in some solitude. Okay. Get off social media. Let the voices of what everybody say, get on mute. And just start really listening to yourself now and and ask that most important question. Am I truly satisfied with where I am? Okay, from from your health um, to your emotions, to your mindset, to your relationships, even to the career or business you have like this stuff goes very deep. And I challenge you to to go there with yourself, because in the next few weeks, we're about to bring in two thousand and twenty two. And one of the things that is very, very often said is new year, new me. And I'm going to tell you something. The new year doesn't automatically bring a new you. A new move does. You have to move differently. And in order to move differently, you have to be honest with yourself first so that you can make the moves that you need to make to create the life that you desire. Okay. And so my Thrive program is going to kick off in January, January the 18th, to be exact. And there are limited spaces. However, if you know that one of those spaces belong to you, then please sign up on the waiting list today. The link for the waiting list will be in the show notes. Okay, so please make sure that you are following me. My social media handles is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M S T O N Y A S P E A K S -S 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 R Also, this podcast episode was recorded in video format. So if you want to check out the video format, please head over to my YouTube as Miss Tanya Speaks. Okay, please make sure that you also are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the podcast will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential on your healing and personal development journey, I really would love if you head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And last, but certainly not least, share this information. Okay, we share everything else, and if you know that there is someone out there that can benefit from this episode, just share it along with them. Let them know, hey, I, I heard this podcast, and it resonated with me. And it also made me think of you. So when you get a moment, just check it out. And that's all you have to do. Okay. Because this is how we grow. This is how we build. And this is how we thrive. All right. So thank you all again for tuning in this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week. And I will see you next time.